0: This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's speak to our political analyst this evening. That is Mr. Prince Michelle. Mr. Michelle, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk.
1: Evening, and uh, to you and to the listeners at the
0: moment, thank you for inviting me. Good evening, indeed. Let me start from a, 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 the column I've seen that you've written. I saw it in the Sowetan earlier today. And in that column, you are arguing that uh, the problem with the country, it is not the president of the ruling party, but it is the ruling party. And you relate, of course, to the challenges that are happening in SOEs, but here you're talking about the SABC.
1: Yes, um, I, I wrote the column in the Dos um, Hortens uh, because of uh, an observation I have made, um, a very con- uh, concerning observation I've made for, for, for some time, which is that <clears throat> the ruling party, the African National Congress, when the public expresses concern with regard to misgovernance, Of public institutions, such as state-owned enterprises, generally what you get is an approach that personalizes the problems that are there in the state. In other words, keeping them on the particular leader who Mm -hmm. is leading the government or state-owned enterprises, Mm -hmm. as it such problems have got nothing to do with the entire ruling party, which is the ANC. Mm. So, for example, at some point we were told that the problems of the economy, the problems of unemployment um, uh, in South Africa were as a result of bad leadership on the part of the former president, Mbeki, mm. And we were promised that. Um, after he would have been removed and following the installation of Jacob Zuma as the president of the state all our problems would be solved Mm. we have seen that that didn't happen Mm. and when problems also emerged under the leadership of Jacob Zuma mm. we were told that Zuma is a problem mm-hmm. when uh, the ruling party installs another leader and in this case Cyril uh, Ramaphosa our mm. problems will would disappear mm. and the truth is That has never happened. So the point I am making, particularly in the context of the problems at the SABC, because the ANC has taken a position on the side of workers as if the ANC has not been part of the problem. Mm. So I'm trying to sensitize society and say, no, don't be fooled. The problems in our public institutions are as a result of misgovernance by the governing party, which is the ANC. So that's the point I'm trying to make, that we shouldn't be fooled by the governing party. The governing party must take responsibility because we don't vote for a single individual Mm -hmm. as 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 applicants, we vote for a party.
0: We're speaking to political analyst Mr. Prince Michel, and he was talking in the beginning, of course, relating to, on the other end, to the column he wrote on the Sowet, and which relates, of course, to what is happening in the country. He was talking about uh, what we're seeing there at the SABC, but relating largely, of course, to what we've seen in other state owned enterprises, what we've seen at SAA, what we've seen at ASCOM. maybe let me put it to him there. For, Mr. Michel, so what you're saying there is the, what's happening at the SABC is a macrocosm of what definitely is happening in other state owned enterprises in the country and it has been the case for some time.
1: There's no question about it. Mm. Here is um, uh, an unvarnished truth. The African National Congress as a party has demonstrated over the past 26 years that it is incapable of running um, state institutions soundly. Mm. And let me give you the evidence. Yeah. In, the piece, in the piece I wrote in the Swat, mm. I mentioned, for example, Prasa. Look at Prasa today. Mm. I mean, most people don't know. At some point this year, Prasa employees did not receive their full salaries because government did not have money. men, mm. the same thing happened at Dinell. There was even an embarrassing moment some late last year mm. when the then Minister of Finance stood before Parliament to celebrate that Dinelle had been given a loan at the 11th hour, Mm. which loan would be used to pay salaries. So we have reached a stage in South Africa where um, employees of state-owned enterprises are not even sure if they will receive their salaries. Mm. The crisis at the SABC is another example that the ANC cannot cannot run its own company soundly. The worst um, situation, by the way, mm. which is so graphic and, and, and even more concerning, is that at ESCOM. Mm. I mean, we have gotten used to the thing called low, low trading, which is electricity blackout. Mm. I mean, a thing like that can only be accepted as normal in a banana republic. In other words, South Africa under the ANC has become a banana republic. And where is the evidence? The evidence is that you and I in our homes from time to time, we don't have electricity and we are told all sorts of nonsense. Mm. And what is the origin of this? Is that the ruling party, they have stolen money at ESCOM to the extent that we now no longer have electricity. Think of this. Mm. ESCOM owes creditors more than 400 billion, almost half a trillion. But here is a sad reality. Escom's infrastructure has been in a state of re- uh, disrepair. The question is, where has all the money that was brought gone to? The answer is, it has gone to the private pockets of, in the main, people who are connected to the African National Congress. So we are in a crisis in society, and this is not a time to tell lies. Mm. It is the time to tell the truth, because if we don't tell the truth, especially we academics and, and, and analysts, mm. We are going to find ourselves in a a situation where Zimbabwe is. And I don't want my children to live in a society like that.
0: Mm. the the other issue and when we're talking about certainty so we've seen uh, some rating agencies downgraded us further deeper into junk status and that perhaps continues to show even investors uh, continue not to have confidence on us uh, that uh, we're not certain it's not clear where we're going in terms of our policies and the ideas that we're having and someone was saying that is actually what is happening at the SABC the turn around the back and forth also shows that governments not necessarily Necessarily committed to implementing its very own policies?
1: There are a few things about the downgrading. Mm. And, and, and by the way, the downgrading are justified. I'm South African and I'm pained to say this, but they are justified. Mm. Number one, if you were to project that there would be economic growth in South Africa and job creation, as the president um, has suggested, To be honest, that would be a lie. A thing like that will not happen. Why? One, there is no electricity in South Africa. So there is no serious investor anywhere in the world who would consider South Africa as an investment destination because if you were to come and um, um, make a Greenfield investment, in other words, a real investment where you want to build a firm and manufacture something, where are you going to get electricity to power up such a factory? Escom, mm. we know that Escom won't give you such, a, such a electricity. Mm. So there is no basis to think and even to hope that there would be um, real investment in the economy because number you don't have a basic thing as power, power supply. Number number two, the promises that Silver Ramaphosa has been making are false in the sense that the state has, is now bankrupt. I mean, look at the recent budget presented by Titumbo Weed. Mm. For the first time since 1994, education as a, as a sector of society will actually not receive an annual increase. So basic education will receive a 0% annual increase next year. Do you understand what, most Africans don't understand what that means. A 0% increase means actually negative because... The price of a duster, the price of a chalk is going to rise, say, by 10% next year. Mm. So, what it means, if you have a 0% uh, increase for the basic education, it means you will not be able to buy a chalk next year. Mm. Schools will not be able to buy dusters. I'm just giving you basic examples. Yeah. So, you can see that South African, um, uh, the South African state finances have totally collapsed. So when rating agencies look at us, look at our fiscal position, they can see that, you know what, it is not possible for the Sarafian government to prepay debt. So so you cannot, um, so it was justified for rating agencies to downgrade us further because our finances have collapsed, number two, yeah. we cannot provide power. So there will be no basis for economic growth, therefore.
0: And of all these issues of course in the beginning when we started they would lead us back to the ruling party now talking about the ruling party it's uh, there's been an attempt within the ruling party during a presidential campaign to fight corruption and that has taken many faces now where we are the recent chapter is that um, the people who are charged within the party should step aside but we understand the party the ANC had sought legal advice and legal advice is saying no not necessarily They they should didn't step aside. That is tantamount to being suspended, and so the party is to discuss that. What is your take on the position of the party on this step aside matter? Of course, now relating to the SG of the party as well.
1: Look, here's the thing: the ANC has become a, a party with many mouths. So there's one mouth that tell, tells us if you are charged, uh, you must step aside. Mm. When there's another mouse that says, no, you can't step aside. And this second mouse is the mouth of the most powerful in the ANC. And in this context, that of Ace Mahashode, who sits at the center, is basically the CEO of the, of the ANC. What that tells you is that there is no agreement um, within the ANC as to the principle of equality before the law. So if you are a low-ranking chap somewhere in kwa or Sishiko, mm. you can step aside. But if you are a powerful uh, office bearer like um, uh, H. Mahashul, you can step aside. So that is essentially what, is, what is, is going on. But there are implications for society because the ANC is the governing party, is the party that runs society. So for it to be run by an alleged criminal, who is hoping in and out of court? It is sending a message to society that it is okay to have alleged criminals in our midst, and we do nothing about 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 them. So it is really ultimately up to voters, up to what the to what do they want to do with the party. But my observation is is this: mm. the ANC is so rotten that it is not possible to actually. Um, uh, uh, um, separate the party from crimin- criminality. And in fact, if you were to go for one uh, um, uh, personality, you would have to go for the rest. I mean, let me give you an example.
2: Mm.
1: It has now emerged, and we're told by Lucky Montana through an interview that he recently gave, that Mukize, um, uh, the health minister, has been going around collecting corrupt money from business people who have received dodgy tenders from state-owned enterprises. The question is, would you charge Mkize who was collecting money on behalf of the enterprise? Or do you charge Eidma Makhashule alone? So the point I'm making is this, is that the entire organization is rotten. And it is very difficult to deal with with individuals when the whole organization
0: itself is rotten. Mm, Right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mashela, for talking to us. Appreciate it, as always. Wonderful evening to you my my pleasure that was a capricorn fm podcast for more podcasts visit capricornfm.co.za